Hello and welcome to the Legacy Nashville podcast. This is Pastor Lyle Phillips, and we are so grateful that you are tuning in. We pray that this message blesses and encourages you to love God, love people, and change the world. I don't know about you guys, but God has just been blowing my mind recently. Yes. Anybody else? Um, We declared that 2020 was the year that dreams come true. And I don't know about you, but I'm already witnessing dreams come true for people. It's amazing. I don't know if you guys noticed how often I dropped the word dream in that video. That was prior to us even receiving the word in prayer that this would be the year that dreams come true. So that dream is one of many dreams that's coming true. Um, A friend of mine, uh, Grant, which I think he'll probably be in the second service, he's a part of my grow group. And uh, he DM'd me a screenshot this morning. He said, bro, look at this. You're not going to believe it. Uh, My best friend at IHOP in Kansas City always dreamed that one day he would play drums for Kanye West. And here's a screenshot of him playing drums for Kanye West yesterday at the Awaken event. And and he said, the year dreams come true. I'm like, yes, come on, Lord. Uh, It was awesome to witness. I mean, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but the last song that we sang in worship is actually... Todd Mendez's song that he wrote and recorded, uh, one of our wonderful worship leaders. And then I don't know what that was like for you, but I was watching you because I was like, this is awesome. Like somebody else is singing a song that God gave to you that you sang to the Lord. That's got to be a dream come true. Can we get that testimony confirmed? Boom. Dream come true. Let's go. So I just, I woke up, Conor McGregor won last night. I was like, dreams coming true. I woke up, I prophesied a Titans win. Dreams come true. I'm kind of joking about that. If they don't win, don't label me a false prophet. We're just in hope. We are believing. Never before have I been such a Titans fan. But right now, I'm on the train, man. Like, let's go Titans. All right, let's go. Uh, Grace actually did prophesy that this was a winning season, didn't you? What was it? It was at Encounter Night. Like, I was just asking the team, I said, if you have a word, come up and share it. And she was like, I just hear the Lord saying it's a winning season. And I'm like, yes and amen. That feels good. And then they beat the Patriots. Then they beat the Ravens. Moravians. See, I don't watch football. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. But right now, I'm watching football because it's a winning season and I like to win. Anybody else in here? Amen. That's good because you're a part of a winning team. Look at the person next to you say, you're a part of a winning team. If you're sitting next to your spouse, I just did you a favor. Go ahead, tell them again. Say, you hear the preacher. You're a part of a winning team. All right, so we're going to pray and get started. We, um, we're in the middle of this series called World Changers. And uh, today, uh, we've not put the series on pause. We're just in the midst of the series. We're going to host our annual Vision Sunday. And to be honest, it's going to happen unlike ever before. We've always hosted um, a vision broadcast, if you will. But I feel like today is really going to be unprecedented. So let's just pray 
and ask the Lord to help us and lead us and guide us and to receive all the glory from everything that we do here together at Legacy. So Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on us. Lord, we thank you that you are so good and you are so gracious towards us. Lord, you said that all the days of our lives, that mercy and goodness would follow us, that we would not have to follow goodness, but that goodness would follow us. So Lord, right now, we just, we stop running for a moment and we let all the goodness that you have for today catch up. And we just say, Lord, overtake us today with your goodness. Fill us, our hearts, our minds, our spirits, our souls, our physical bodies with the goodness of heaven in Christ Jesus. Lord, give us a greater understanding of what it means to be saved, what it means to be eternally secure, what it means to be set free by the blood of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ, from all sin, from all shame, from all guilt of the past. Let us look into your eyes and see our futures filled with hope, knowing that because of what you have accomplished, all things are possible. God, cause us to dream bigger in 2020. Lord, upgrade our expectations. Lord, take us beyond our wildest imaginations of what would be possible by placing our faith in you, Lord. We are expectant, Lord, and we believe. We trust you like children, God. We take hold of your hand today, Father, and we say, lead us and guide us into your promised land. <laughs> and when we get there, God, despite all the blessing, we're gonna look at you and say, you're the promised land, Jesus. You are the reward, Jesus. You are the bullseye. You are the reason. You're the whole reason we're a church. You're, a whole, you're the whole reason why we gather. You're the whole reason why we are together. It is Jesus and Jesus only. It is Jesus and Jesus alone. You are so worthy of all our worship, Jesus. And you are so worthy of a city. You are so worthy of our city blocks, of our homes, of our households, over all of our kids, over all of our schools, all of our universities, young and old, Lord. You are worthy of every life laid down at your feet in every crown that you've placed upon our heads, thrown at your feet in adoration and worship. You are worthy of it, Lord. And all that you've accomplished through us, God, we take no credit for. Thank you for enabling us to be good stewards, God, but it's all yours. You're the beginning and the end, the author and the finisher, the alpha and the omega, Lord. And so we trust you and we thank you for allowing us to participate in your will in the earth in this generation. What a blessing. It's just good to be grateful this morning, church. Can we just say together as a church, Jesus, we're grateful. Come on, for a moment, just forget about what you don't have and turn your eyes on the goodness of God in Christ Jesus. Turn your eyes towards the riches in his great mercy. Turn your eyes towards the blood and the cross and the body that was broken for you so that you could be set free, so that you no longer would be affected nor infected by sin, but that you would be a son and a daughter in the kingdom of heaven. That's who you are because God says so. And he's not checking for anybody else's opinion before he proclaims truth over his kids.
<laughs> that's who we are. That's who we are. Why? Because that's who you are. So we receive our inheritance this morning. We receive the spirit of adoption. We reject all rejection. <laughs> and we accept all acceptance. We reject all rejection. And we accept all acceptance. If God be for us, who could be against us? The word of God says. So we stand on these truths today. And we just say we love you, God. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We cherish you. We adore you. We're, we're obsessed with you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for um, just giving some space to pray for a little bit this morning. You know, I, I'm excited about the news I'm going to share with you guys, but we've got to start Vision Sunday's message outright. And that is with Jesus and Jesus only. Amen. Uh, if it's not for Jesus, uh, this whole thing is a waste of time. Right? If not for Jesus, even heaven isn't even that glorious. You know why heaven's so awesome? Because Jesus is there. You know why eternity is going to be so abundant? Because Jesus is there. It's not the streets of gold. It's not the 12-foot walls of Jasper. It's not the mansion that, that God has built for you. It is the fact, the reality, the truth that Jesus Christ is there. And that you're going to get to be with him and worship him forever and ever. And that's what makes heaven awesome is Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. So guide our Vision Sunday, Jesus. So welcome to Vision Sunday. Um, as a church, as, as a body, as a family, we need a vision. Um, as individuals, as people, as children of God, each and every one of you, I don't care how young you are and I don't care how old you are, you need a vision. We've been declaring that 2020 is the year that dreams come true. And these dreams are not just the dreams that you give to God, but they are the dreams that God gives to you in prayer and in worship. So easy to have unmet expectations when we give God a list of dreams and then demand that he perform them. It's so easy to have an abundance of fulfillment and gratitude when we listen to heaven and Jesus gives us dreams and we go about partnering with the Holy Spirit to see them each achieved. There's so much fulfillment in that. And that's the way that we're called to pursue our dreams, God's dreams. And I'm not saying that we don't give God our dreams as well, but before we do that, we listen to God's dreams first. Yeah. Amen? Amen? So it's important that we're listening and that's what we're doing as a church. And I want each and every one of you guys to be doing that as individuals because we're not called just to waste our lives being entertained or stimulated by the next show or in our feeds all day or pursuing another material possession. We are destined as children of God to be fulfilled by the abundance of life in Christ Jesus and witnessing the impossible become possible in our lifetime, witnessing this amazing thing that we get to participate in called the legacy of faith, being passed on to the next generation, knowing that our lives have made an impact on eternity, knowing that our lives have made a difference 
a hundred years from now because you said yes, because you surrendered to God's dreams over your life. And so you need a vision. I need a vision. Our church, we as a body, we need a vision. Why do we need a vision? Well, Proverbs 29 and 18, the classic verse of scripture. Anytime you talk about vision, you have to bring this one up. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Right? What does that mean? They die. They die. So not having vision results in something. Can I tell you today, church, that Jesus has imparted to you resurrection life. You are not called to perish, but to live an abundant life. And so we need to receive the vision that God has for us. We need to receive the vision that God has for our church because we're not called to perish. Amen. But he that keepeth the law happy is he now that doesn't work very well in our current cultural context keeping the law does not normally equate joy or happiness but when you have a vision from god you have something to sacrifice for remember this church that vision gives pain a purpose yes Vision gives pain a purpose. You can endure anything so long as you have a vision of what God is bringing you into. You can say, oh, this is momentary, right? This is temporary discomfort. I have received a promise from Jesus. I'm headed toward my dream come true. I'm headed toward my promised land, right? Vision gives pain a purpose. You understand the guidelines of what's going to get you to your dream, so you're able to keep it the law. You're able to stay disciplined. You're able to stay engaged in your routine because you know, man, there's a vision for my life. God's given me a dream. I'm going to inherit that. So discipline is not a problem because the joy that's on its way is well worth the momentary afflictions. Amen. So let's read it in a different version. The ESV says it like this, where there is no prophetic vision. The people cast off restraint. That means they go undisciplined. There's no boundaries. If there's not prophetic vision, like here's what God has to say about what we're stepping into, then there's no reason to remain disciplined. There's no reason to practice restraint. There's no reason to have any boundaries because we don't know where we're going anyway. But when we have prophetic vision, when we receive from heaven where God's calling us to go, then we're able to continue in that restraint. But blessed is he who keeps the law. Uh, There is the Holman Christian Standard Bible, the HCSB. I read it from time to time. It's a really cool um, interpretation. Would totally recommend it. I, I love the way it words things from time to time. I love what the HCSB says about 2918 of Proverbs. It says, without revelation, people run wild. If you don't know what God has planned for your life, why not run wild? You know, why live for the dream? Why not live for today? Might as well get it while I can. 
Might as well get it while the getting's good. You know what I'm saying? And I think we have a lot of problems with this in our culture. I think it's one of the reasons why premarital sex is such uh, a big deal for Christians, right? Because they don't have a vision of the fulfillment of sex within covenant. So therefore, they just take what they can get today. Right. And so they're running wild for lack of revelation of what's actually to come, because what's to come is awesome. That's not my message today, but it will. It'll preach for sure. It'll preach. When I was a youth pastor, I used to tell my kids, I say, everybody say this. Sex is good and everybody be like sex is good and then you know they blush and then the boys would be like yeah 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 and uh and then i'd say if you're married see it didn't go over well here today either and then everybody go if you're married hey that that's not vision sunday but somebody in here needed to hear that somebody in here needed to hear that because you've been waiting bliss Talked about the seven-year stretch. Some of you guys on year like 14. You're like, Lord. Today is your day. Vision Sunday in Jesus' name. So have we established that the Word of God teaches we need a vision. We need prophetic revelation that comes from God. Everybody say, from God. About what? It is about what we're supposed to do. Not just what we're supposed to believe. Not just for good character that we're supposed to possess. But God wants to give you vision for the actions that you're called to take. Vision is about what you do. And I know different people frame it up different ways. And that's okay. I'm just giving you guys my opinion. However you want to do it is okay. But... I'll suggest this to you. When writing like a mission, in my mind, that's always my big why. It's why I do what I do. That's my mission. But I like the vision being what I am called to build, what I am called to create. Because when I think about vision, I think about what I see. Right? And so when I say, God, give me a vision, what I'm asking from the Lord is, God, give me your blueprints for what you've called me to build. Because it's awesome to get the good character. It's awesome to get the prophetic revelation. It's awesome to grow in all of these amazing things internally. But church, God has called you to put your hand to the plow and build something spectacular with your life. That, that blesses other people, that causes other people to understand the beautiful relationship with Jesus that you have so they can have. Right? So, so vision is, is what we can see. What do we see with our prophetic revelation, with our holy imagination? What are we seeing that God is speaking to us about? What are the blueprints that heaven is holding up in front of us saying, hey, build this Legacy Nashville. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about vision, we're talking about our what. So our Vision Sunday is really dedicated and designed to answer the question, what are we building here at Legacy Nashville? Are are, are we a social club uh, that preaches scripture? Are we getting together for community? Is this really all about just building a family? 
you know, and it is about that, but not first and foremost, because the purpose of church is not family. The byproduct of church is family. I want you to think about this. The purpose of church is not family. The byproduct of church is family. I know we talk a lot about family here, but the bullseye here at Legacy Nashville is not family. Dang. I know it's getting heavy. Here's the bullseye. Jesus. Are, are we cool about, with that? So when we talk about our why and we talk about our what, I've got to hit on something here, guys, which is the mission statement that you've heard announced so often since we planted and launched in 2016. When we first pursued God to ask him, what is our why in this season? Here's what we felt to grow the family of God. And so you've heard that before. You've seen signage. We've talked about it to grow the family of God, to grow the family of God. And, and by nature, that big why uh, was somewhat internally serving. But to be honest with you, I feel like we tracked with the Holy Spirit quite well because that was the foundation that God wanted to establish in this church community because it's important for us to build a top of covenant relationships seen through the lens of scripture as a kingdom faith family. So we've been shouting this for a couple of years to grow the family of God, to grow the family of God. This is our big why. This is why we're a church. But to be honest with you, as we are stepping over the threshold into the new year of 2020, we are feeling that God is re-articulating our big why as a church. And re-articulation is probably a misuse of words because while we're adopting a new mission statement today, we're also circling back around to an old mission statement that God spoke to us about many years ago. Some of you guys know this, but when I moved here in 2011, the dream of God in my heart was to establish a missions base, not be a local church pastor, but praise God, he called me to be a local church pastor. I'm grateful for that. But initially it was to establish a missions base and our goal was to get people trained up and sent out all over the world to different nations. And we sent out almost a hundred missionaries as Iris Nashville. Some short-term, some long-term, we sent them all over the world, open nations, closed nations. And in that season, we had a mission statement, a big why in 2012 that we kicked off with. And as we're stepping into 2020, we're kicking off with it. And so I want to introduce you guys to the big why of the future of Legacy Nashville. It is this, love God, love people, and change the world. Love God, love people, and change the world. Love God, love people, and change the world. So, look, look, it's not that, it's not that uh, to grow the family of God is a bad statement. That's a wonderful statement. It's a beautiful statement. Family is still a core value here. We're not changing that. Family is the framework of what we're building. We love to say that because the kingdom is about relationships. Amen? But we felt to shift from uh, an internally motivated why to an externally motivated mission. 
because the bullseye is Jesus. And what did Jesus tell us? He said the, the greatest commandment in all of scripture is this, to love God, right? So there you go. Love God. He said, this is the, if you're going to give your life to anything, you got to give it to this. Love God, love your neighbor as yourself, right? And then he gives us in Matthew chapter 28, the great commission, right? Does it say that in your Bible, the great commission? Some Christians read that like the great suggestion, but hey, look, it's not optional, right? So we're called to go and make disciples in all nations. And that's why we say change the world. Guys, we are chasing Jesus into the hearts of the lost. And so we have to move in 2020 from just simply cultivating a family environment internally and following Jesus into our city, looking for the lost sheep, looking for the one, looking for those who, who have yet to hear the name of Jesus and pursuing them and pulling them into family. Amen. So that's what we're doing. That's the new mission. Everybody say it with me. Love God, love people, and change the world. One more time. Love God, love people, change the world. So if somebody asks you, man, what's Legacy Church all about? Love God, love people, and change the world. Man, what y'all doing over there at that, pa- that, that building? Paint it all black. Who paints a church black? We're loving God, loving people, and changing the world. So anyways, <laughs> about that vision, let's look at Habakkuk uh, chapter two, verse one and two. How, how, how long has it been since you heard a good sermon from Habakkuk? I mean, we all pronounce it differently. It never gets, what is it? Habakkuk? I'm hungry. You have a cook? I'm a dad. I'm a dad now. It's getting getting bad. I will take my stand at my watch post. Everybody say prayer. Prayer. We're all over the place. Um, Prayer. Hey, here's where vision comes from. There's a lot of places it doesn't come from, right? And that's usually where we look first. But listen, here's where vision comes from prayer, right? So I'm going to go to my watch post and I'm going to station myself on the tower. That means I'm going to position myself to receive from God. Where do you go when you receive from God? Is it at your coffee table on your couch, six o'clock in the morning? Is it in your commute, in your car? Where do you need to position yourself to hear from God clearly? Is it your shower? Where, where's the place? You know, I, I think that God is somewhat nostalgic. I think he remembers where he's met with us before. I think there's an attractiveness because we're remembering, right? We're testifying essentially. You know, where does God speak to you? Go there, get in prayer and listen because that's where vision comes from and look out to see what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaint. I don't know about you, but that sounds a lot like my prayer sessions. Like it starts with complaint and then it finishes with, you know, fulfillment and vision and promises and affirmation, right? And the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain. Everybody say, make it plain. plain. On tablets so he may run who reads it. That means that the vision that we are going to write out needs to be so clear, needs to be so simple that a bypasser can read it easily. Someone who's not a part of the family, somebody who comes in for 
a week, one week, two weeks. They're like, okay, I see what you guys are going after. That's good. That's the vision. Okay, I understand. So that's what we're going to do. And we want to talk about what is it that we have received from God in, uh, in prayer for 2020. What has God called us to do in 2020? And we want to make that plain so that you are aware of the vision God's given us and the action steps that we're going to take. Now, before we step into 2020, I want to briefly review the year of the level up which is 2019. So let's look at 2019 and uh, review the year of the level up. We, we declared, we heard from the Lord that it was the year of the level up. And uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but you came to church today at 900 Gallatin and our new facility is at 901 Dalebrook. It's just a level up. It's a level up. It's just a level up. I don't know. I don't know if you guys got that, but let, let, let's go through this. 2019, the year of the level up. What did, what did God call us to do in 2019? Honestly, we may, we, maybe we should have stayed on the watchtower longer because we only got two real clear objectives in 2019 that we knew we were supposed to do. What was number one? Launch a leadership school. Amazing. What was number two? Buy a new church space. And I'm happy to announce to you guys done and done. We did both of those things in 2019. Amen. How many of you guys uh, attended the leadership school here? Incredible. Incredible. So let's go through some slides of our annual report. So we have an annual report here. Uh, if you need more details, just know that we are accessible and we're happy to respond to any questions that you have. Email the office. We'll get back to you. If you want more specifics, you're a member here. Uh, you give regularly. We have no problem providing all details. Just open book, all right? So we want to go through our annual report just for a moment. Go on to the next slide. Give you a few statistics. In 2019, we had 70 salvations happen here in the house. Praise God. Well, we baptized 15 people. Uh, we dedicated 13 beautiful babies. And uh, we had 107 leadership school graduates. Isn't that awesome? Amazing. Let's go to the next slide, please. Uh, it says here, 526 people found a church to call home. That means that we had 500 guests turn in Connect cards. All right? So... Well done inviting your neighbors. Well done inviting your coworkers. Well done inviting your friends. Now, the next slide will show you how many people we had here on average uh, each Sunday. Almost 400 people, 396 people. So that's, um, that's amazing. This sanctuary really holds, I mean, I, I don't know about, I, I always say comfortably 180 people, okay? I say comfortably because we have had many more than that. But when you look at, you know, 396, 400 people, you realize why we need a new space. Because we're really, we're encapsulated, you know, with, with this. And, and uh, we had 500 and something people come visit. What if half of those would have stayed? Right, yes. Some more you guys would have to serve on volunteer team. You know? So maybe what we do is today we sign up and then we knit a wineskin together for God to feel. I mean, I don't know. That's just a thought. Let's go to the next one. In 2019, we volunteered freely unpaid 10,715 hours. Isn't that amazing? 
So we donated time to a number of ministries, Rocket Town being one, a local ministry in the heart of the city serving youth. Elijah's Heart, which we'll talk a little bit more about through uh, Papa Joe Bradford and serving project communities all throughout the city, uh, feeding hundreds of families uh, once a month and around Christmas time. The Nashville Food Project, Elmcroft Nursing Home. We went there uh, this summer and just had an amazing time uh, with some folks there and led worship right in the middle of their great room. And it was awesome. Uh, So much fun. Rosebank Elementary, which is a local um, elementary school very close to here. It's actually in the backyard of our new space. And then, of course, Legacy Nashville here, our home church, taking care of home. So next slide, please. So our reach last year, we had 60,000 downloads to our podcast. I don't know if anybody else is impressed by that, but when I saw that number, I was like, whoa. I mean, we have a lot of people listening to the messages each week. We've never done these statistics before, so we don't have anything to reflect on but, uh, from the previous year. But we have 3.7 Instagram uh, K Instagram followers, 4.8K YouTube views, and 14,000 Facebook views. So believe it or not, people are still on Facebook. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but a lot of people. Uh, total income for 2019. means 1.2 million and some change. Can we give just the whole family a big hand? Now, this is everything. This is tithing offerings every Sunday. This also includes all of the donations that we received for our uh, building fund that we opened up in December. Like I said in the video, we did not do a capital campaign uh, to purchase the the Delbrook facility, but we have now opened up uh, an opportunity for you. All right. Well, there's no uh, commitment cards or anything like that. It's just we've opened an opportunity for you to partner with what God is doing here uh, to renovate that facility. So what do we do with that amount of money? Well, 11 percent of it we gave away um, to nine different ministries uh, here locally and globally. 11 percent of it we put into this building, 900 Gallatin, uh, which I think Ray would have to help me in, or Stephen is built in the 40s the 30s or 40s. So we've invested uh, just over, I think about $100,000 at this point in the last 12 months or so uh, into this into this facility. Uh, 15% of it we saved and then made a 49% down payment for 901 Delbrook Lane, which that's, I, that's pretty awesome. Spent 38, 38% of it on personnel, meaning our staff, and we have 11 people who work for the church now. Praise God. It's amazing. And then 25% on ministries and operations, uh, nine departments. This includes all of our events, security and admin. Uh, you guys do see a couple of security people here. Uh, every, anytime we gather, we, we spent over, I think about $40,000 last year just in security costs. But listen, that is a, that's an important thing for us. It's a high value for us. It's a high value for our kids. Uh, we want you to be safe and we want our kids to be safe. Amen. So we have, we have people in the sanctuary whom you don't know about. All right. So just FYI, you know, and then people out front whom you do know about, uh, keeping us safe every week. Amen. So let's go to the next slide, please. So 11% in tithe, uh, we gave away. Um, this is, uh, 
about $100,000, which is 11% of the tithe and the offering that came in on Sunday mornings. So we gave that money to YWAM Nashville, Iris Global, Caleb Company, uh, Legacy Church Inc., which is a partnership between our church and Legacy Owensboro uh, to save for the purpose of church planting and then to support, uh, honestly, Legacy Owensboro as they've transitioned into their new space as well. So something good we've been able to do for that church. Uh, we've supported uh, missionaries Kate Perry, um, who is in a closed nation, and then Brian and Sonia Nira to go to Zimbabwe. Uh, also, Frank Gill, who was the pastor uh, of, of this house, uh, meaning this church building, at one point in time through House of Blessing, we are supporting him in his prison ministry. How old is Pastor Frank? He's 89. 89, still preaching in the prisons. So we're, we've supported him. And then Benevolence and other ministries. Benevolence um, is, is for our city and for our membership. So people who fall on hard times, they go through, you know, something crazy accident happens. The church, we want to be there for them. And so we support them as much as we can. I think we gave in benevolence around $5,000. In addition to this, which we include in our operations, but I just want to mention it because it's important and they're here today. We, we, we do our best to bless some former leaders of House of Blessing Church and pastors, uh, Meredith and Joanne Tom. Would you guys mind to, to wave at us? These guys pastored House of Blessing Church for a number of years, and our church uh, is still sowing into their life and their ministries, as well as Ray and Dolores Baker, who are here today. And uh, we call this our Emeritus Fund, and we just feel like it's, it's honorable to moms and dads in the house, and it's just something that we always want to do. Ray and Dolores, we love y'all. Uh, Meredith and Joanne, we love you guys. And thank you for letting me mention that. I just want our church to know that we love you guys and we cherish you guys. So go ahead on to the next slide. So this is our, our Dalebrook Lane. Uh, we purchased the church, the new church, for $1.1 million. And we paid 49% in cash. So what that means is we wrote a, a $550,000 check in cash and paid uh, 50%, 50%, just about... Uh, for the space. So I just want to say well done uh, to the leadership team, to you guys, Sarah Cothran, Maggie White, all the guys who are involved in the finances. And so to date, uh, the expansion offering donation total is 306548 And so we just want to say thank you guys for partnering with uh, the dream of God to move the church into a, a bigger space. Now, I'm going to move through this a little bit quicker because I want to let you guys out of here pretty soon. Um, but long story short, we were able to save last year, without going through all the numbers, we were able to save $134,000, which we included in that down payment, which is why we were able to to give such a sizable down payment. But we like, we're just believing, hey, this would be a dream, wouldn't it? If God just paid off the whole church in 2020. Would you guys partner in prayer for that? I mean, if we can put a down payment of 49%, the Lord can surely come up with the other 51, right? I think that's interesting because 51%, that's a majority stakeholder and it's the Lord's. Could be prophetic, I don't know, anyways. I'll turn anything prophetic if, it's a, if, it, if it benefits you. Amen. 
So 2020, we have a 2020 vision uh, that we are proclaiming and declaring that this year is the year that dreams come true. And so what we've done is we've adopted some initiatives. These are things that we're going to do, actions that we're going to take. And so in 2020, we have created a set of what we're calling our World Changers Initiatives. And these initiatives are going to affect our world, they're going to affect our nation, and they're going to affect our city. So let me give you a list of the things that we're going to do this year in Jesus' name. First and foremost, our world. We are partnering with Iris Global, which is Mama Heidi Baker, Papa Roland Baker in Mozambique, Africa. And guys, this year we're taking a big chunk uh, of believing God for something special, which is to feed 150 orphaned and semi-orphaned kids every single day as a ministry. Today, tomorrow, the next day, 150 kids to get food and to get education through Iris Global. Approximately, that's about $55,000. And we're gonna go after raising that money above and beyond our tithe and offering. All right? Thank you guys for coming up. You guys are helping me. Let's go to the next one. Our nation. So in our nation, we're going to partner once again with ARC, which is the Association of Related Churches for their National Serve Day on July 11th. How many of you one day a year could devote four to six hours of your day to serving the city of Nashville? Amen. One day a year, right? And so that's what we did last year. We're going to do that again this year. We're going to serve as many people as possible uh, together in Nashville. We're also going to be doing a partnership with a ministry called In Slavery Tennessee. We're going to fight human trafficking in our state. You guys have a connect card? Do we have one? We don't have one? You got one behind the seat anywhere? They're in the bags. Okay. It's all right. So you'll notice that we have a connect card for all of our guests. You have one? Found it. All right. Awesome. So guys, check this out. When you bring a guest and we say, hey, if you're new here, we'll give you a connect card. If they fill it out, they can choose uh, a $5 donation who they would like to do- just we, we, we donate it. They don't. It's no cost to them. But just in their honor for turning in their guest card. We're like, you know, it's great to give bags. It's great to give chocolate. Praise God. Everybody likes chocolate. But why don't we, why don't we give to the city? Why don't we give to the nations in their honor? So we say, hey, if you fill this out, you get to choose. You want to give to Elijah's Heart. You want to give to End Slavery Tennessee. You want to fight human trafficking. You want to give to Iris Global, partner with us, feeding 150 kids every single day. You get to pick. So every guest gets to say, I want to help feed 150 kids. And in their, in their honor, we're going to donate $5 for every person. So look, here's one way you can help us do this is by bringing your friends to church. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah, come on. That's a good idea. All right, our city, our city. We're going to partner with a ministry called Elijah's Heart. If you guys know Papa Joe Bradford and uh, Kristen uh, Del Garcia is going to lead that team. And so once a month, we're going to be taking teams into project communities here in the city and we're going to be feeding and loving and, and, and praying for uh, kids, families, adults, everybody. And so that's something we're going to do 12 times this year and partner with them, send teams into those communities. And then also we're going to continue our YWAM Nashville partnership, our, our, our local uh, Annie and Michael McClanahan. If you know them, they're a part of our family. 
and uh, they lead YWAM Nashville. And so we're going to continue supporting them $6,000 uh, this year, just sowing into them personally as leaders. And then lastly, our church. So here are the initiatives. Brand new church building. Our goal is to complete a $2 million renovation this year. If you believe we can do that, say, I believe. believe. We're going to do that in Jesus' name. Uh, Launch grow groups, which we've launched our men's grow groups. The goal there is unprecedented discipleship. About 150 of you guys have already signed up for grow groups. Next, worship night has leveled up. We're now calling worship night encounter night because we're dreaming with God about what, and I'm hesitant to use this terminology, but a house of prayer expression could look like here at Legacy Nashville. I don't don't want you to get a picture in mind and say, oh, it's going to be this, it's going to be that, but how can we host the presence of God more often here as part of our church? And so we're leaning into that through Encounter Nights. And to be honest, I told Allison this morning, I said, I wish we had Encounter Night every Tuesday. Twenty twenty one, maybe I don't know. Pray into it. Leadership school has leveled up, and we're now calling it Legacy College. So the reason for that is because we're going to host second year leadership school uh, throughout the summer, and then our goal is to film first year and to put that online, uh, use some of the videos and some uh, some of our own filming, and to put that online so that other people who don't live in Nashville can be a part of learning and being activated with what God is doing here in our church. And then Legacy Weekend, which our goal there is to resource and revive our church family. If you have not signed up for Legacy Weekend, I want you to sign up today. It's going to be an amazing time. I think we have 30 tickets left. So it's less than 30. So people have been saying, oh, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it today. Today's your day. Today's your day. Okay. All right. One more thing before you guys stand. You may be asking yourself, how can I be a part of this? These are amazing initiatives. I love it. It's awesome what you guys are doing. Can I, can I encourage you, if you call yourself a member here, don't say that. It's awesome what we're doing. Right? So, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll meet with you guys or see you guys like, man, you know, you, your, your church is awesome. I said, our church is awesome. Right? This is all of ours, right? We're together in this, guys. We're unified. So how can you be a part of what God is building at Legacy Nashville? Here's number one. Everybody say it with me. Say, be present. Be present. Love God as a family by engaging in these events. Number one, commit to weekly attendance and prayerfully include friends every Sunday. Number two, become a member of Legacy by signing up for our Next Steps classes. Number three, host the presence of God and cultivate an atmosphere of worship in this building and in the next building by attending Encounter Nights. Sign up for a grow group and get discipled this year like never before. Sign up for Legacy Weekend and get renewed and revived uh, with us as a family. Lastly, sign up for Legacy College and become a more dynamic leader in the year of 2020. Number two, how can you be a part? You can serve, volunteer, and contribute. You love people by radically and sacrificially serving. Don't just consume, contribute. Before the day's over, go sign up at the Connect Bar. I'm going to join a legacy team. You're like, I I don't have any skill. You do, all right? You can do something, I promise. Get in the car park, get in the sanctuary team. You can do something to be a part of it. Uh, Thirdly, sign up. um, Oh, no, did I cover all those that I did? No, no. Secondly, 
Love underprivileged children in project communities by serving Elijah's Heart Ministry one Saturday a month with Legacy. Sign up, talk to Kristen. She can uh, tell you how to get uh, a part of that. And then sign up and join us in blessing our city of Nashville together on Serve Day 2020. We want every single person to be a part of Serve Day 2020. And then thirdly, we can generously give. Everybody say generously give. We can change the world by funding the vision, God's vision for your church. Number one, trust God with your tithe and begin giving 10% of your income to Him through the local church. The Bible says, bring all of your tithe into the storehouse. Begin to trust God by giving to Him through the local church. And if you're unsure about that, take the 90-day tithe challenge that's on our website. Hey, if you've never tithed before and you're like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. But the Bible says test God in this. And so we've created an opportunity for you to test him. If God doesn't bless you uh, in every way, not just money. We're not talking about scratching off a lottery ticket. But if, it, I mean, I don't, I don't want to put God in a box or anything. But I'm not advocating for that. Like, just if God doesn't bless you, we'll just give you all your money back. Amen. I think that's pretty cool. We just believe God's that good. So. I would bet you, well, I don't want to bet you anything, but there's been a lot of people. There's been a lot of people take that tithe challenge. How many would you say, Sarah? 80 people. How many people have asked for their money back? Zero. So it works. Uh, Secondly, contribute regularly to the building campaign to renovate our new home at 901 Delbrook. You can find that right now. You can uh, go on uh, on the Push Pay app. And then thirdly, give specifically to Legacy's World Changers initiatives, especially to feed 150 kids every day in Mozambique. Here's one of the easiest ways. If 150 people, which is probably the amount of people in this room or more, give $365 once, it's finished. Think about this. Can you give $365 once this year? It's a dollar a day. You spend more than that at Starbucks. If you can do that, here's what that guarantees. You feed an, or, an orphan or semi-orphan child in Mozambique, and then you cover most of their education costs. All you have to do is give one time 365. So you can do that through, um, through our PushPay app as well. Just give it to missions. Just give it to missions right there, and, and that'll partner uh, with that initiative. Amen? Thanks again for tuning in. If you would like to support the ministry of Legacy Nashville, you can do so at LegacyNashville.org slash give. And if you're listening by iTunes, please log into the store and give us a good rating and a review. It helps our podcast become available to new listeners. God bless.